Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Hello! Creepy's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> it's been a week again. And it's us. Are you guys tired of us already? Better not be. <laughs> what are we talking to? What are we doing this for then? <laughs> we give and we give and we give. Um. Anyways, how's it going, Steph? Good. How are you? I'm good. Steph <laughs> made me mac and cheese before you recorded, so I'm in like a very delighted place. It was very good. Yeah. It was Katie. And like really like, it's gotta be Katie. It's gotta be. Gotta be Katie. Yeah. And it was the extra creamy one. The mm. best. Cheesy and delicious. <laughs> I have a friend named Scott who uh, hates cheese. I have nothing beyond that. I think you've met Scott. I don't think so. Oh. Scott's great. She doesn't like cheese. I love cheese. Well, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Guys, you heard it here first. Staff loves cheese. I share uh, anecdotes that have no purpose. <laughs> but I don't know what else you guys expect from this podcast. Um, yeah, it's been a really good day. I had good. flat white. Yeah. And I had cuddles from Milo. Yeah. And cheesy noodles. And like, probably go home and play some Animal Crossing. Oh, very fun. I, I'm going to play Animal Crossing tonight, too. Well, well, well. Once I'm done with babysitting. <laughs> Listen, this is the true joys of your early 30s. <laughs> no responsibilities. Yeah. Animal no Crossing. I have. Before you ask me what's keeping me up at night, and I don't have an answer for you. Okay, great. I've got a creepy that. fact for you, though. Oh. So, in 2015... John Douglas, the former chief of the elite serial crime unit from the FBI, said, A very conservative estimate is that there are between 25 and 50 active serial killers in the United States at any given time. Well, that's another reason to not go outside. Yeah. <laughs> I like it inside my house. <laughs> Where I'm hopefully not being murdered. Touch wood. Milo, I'm just going to knock on Milo instead of wood. Yeah. And this was for BuzzFeed. Buzzfeed? Yeah. Buzzfeed, don't scare us. <laughs> so Jeez. that's a, yeah. 25 to 50. In the States, though. And there's like, what, 300 million Americans? Yeah. I mean, at least, like, that's a low percentage of people. Did you know there's, like, a trifecta? I don't know if it's, I think it was, like, pseudo-debunked, but there used to be, like, a three-point thing for identifying the likelihood of someone becoming a serial killer. Oh, yeah, that was debunked. Okay. The like fire animal and I always forget the yeah. I always forget the third one. Yeah. Yeah. You can't use that anymore to track them down. Sorry no. guys. Sheesh. Just cool around. Did you wet your bed? Did you? It's okay if you did. <laughs> Are you into fire? You're poltergeist. I love fire. <laughs> um, Christine and Jasmine and I uh rented a cottage. Just for like a nice girls weekend. Oh, fun. And Jasmine loves fire more than I do. But Jasmine isn't quite as good at making fire. <laughs> she's great at lots of things. I can say this because she doesn't listen to the podcast. How dare she? <laughs> um, but uh, she really likes it when I make fire. And I have feeling useful. So it's a very, like, it's a, it's a perfect dynamic. Remember when you made a fire when we went to the wolf cabin? I love making fire. That was a fun night. Yeah. We, we should go again. back. Yeah. We'll record from there. Oh, more howling than Lewis. <laughs> it was lots of fun. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd be down. I love it. It was mm-hmm. really fun. It was sweet. 
was telling Ryan and Ashley when Maya's a bit older and can like sleep. Yeah. They should take her mm-hmm. in any other of their brood. It's a fun place. It's super fun. People should go more often. Yeah. So that well, was my fact. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> it I'm was so fun. happy to know that we were all gonna die. It was in the States, so you know, maybe we're okay in Canada and everywhere else that listens. Maybe we're okay. Because okay, how many Canadians are there? Like 30, 40 million? I don't know. Bang. Tell me Google. Yeah, Google it. Because yeah. if there's like one in a hundred, no, one in ten million. One to ten, one serial killer to ten million Americans seems to be the ratio, right? If there's three hundred million and like, let's say thirty, let's go more conservative on that estimate. Uh, I feel like this is not true. How many Canadians are there? Fifty? Forty? To thirty-eight. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So by that same, I mean, maybe hopefully we're less wild than Americans. So there's probably like four Canadian serial are we killers. Though? I feel actually like not too bad knowing that there. I mean, I feel awful knowing that there's four. We just have more nature. I love that we have more nature. Yeah, we're just all in one dense area. Yeah, we're all in the border, along the border, and then there's lots of empty like, spaces for yeah. the serial killers to hide. Yeah, and then there's like Calgary and Edmonton that are just like, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously like the northern territories, but they're not a part of our problem. Like they've got their own. They're much things. better. Well, they've got a lot going on. Yeah. We give them water, among other things. Yeah. I feel like they're not part of our bullshit. They're like, listen, we've got our own issues. We don't care about your bullshit. Good. Good. That made no sense, but no. okay. Anyways. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, hopefully the four serial killers are located. I kind of want to go to Northwestern Territory. Like, I know it's very cold. It's mostly beautiful. Yeah. I'm scared of polar bears. I've watched too many things on polar bears and how they can smell you from like 50 mile, miles away. And you don't see them coming. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, you have fun. Maybe one day. <laughs> you have fun. I'll be here. We can go do a show over there. Um, uh, no as long one, as I don't go everyone's like, we don't have time for your bullshit. Yeah, they're like, we don't. No, no thank you. Here. <laughs> Sit in that corner and talk. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> Um, right on. Uh, da, 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 da. okay. You have a story for me. I okay. That's a different way of putting it than I would put it. <laughs> I have information for you. Oh, very nice. Which I will convey from my mouth. <laughs> um, so keeping on task with my inability to narrow down on a symbol, symbol, a single <laughs> thing. Uh, I was like, wow. I wonder what uh Germany's I'm dealing doing? with for hundreds of years. Um, as some of you know, my ancestry is Scottish and German. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a lot about Scotland because like, that's like very much the dominant influence in my life, apart from yeah. like being a generic cut and paste Canadian. <laughs> um, so I've been like making an effort about learning about Germany. Cause like it was not what I grew up with to the same extent. Okay. So I was like, wow, I wonder what German monsters are. <laughs> and, like, obviously Germany's not that old. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's older than Canada. Yeah. But, like, everything's older than Canada. Um, at least colonial Canada, not the land. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Germanic monsters today. Fun! In no particular order. Okay. 
Thank you, Wikipedia and Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. For this fun information. <laughs> so the first one is Weissfrauen, which is a white woman. Okay. So they are described as beautiful, also enchanted, and they're creatures. Oh. Um, typically, they actually appear at noon, and Look I love at this. them not being like yeah, they're, they're just, unique. Yeah, so more like creatures than monsters. Like mm-hmm. this is not very monstrous behavior. Apparently, they just like to hang out in the sunshine, and they might be like just bathing in a brook or like while doing their hair. They're really oh. just like chilling, just doing them, mind their own business. Yeah. Um, apparently they often are, like, either guarding a treasure or just, like, haunting a castle. Why not? Yeah, just doing their own little spa day while doing so. Um, they encourage people to try to break through their spell, but people always fail. (laughs) Like, break my puzzle trip and you can have the treasure. Oh, you (laughs) fucked up. Okay, bye. Um, they date back to the Middle Ages. Okay. And apparently they're also related to the Dame Blanche in oh. France and Vita Viven, which is the like the Netherlands version. Um, and there are also legends regarding the Weissfrauen that are equivalent to like the white ladies, which I mentioned in Ghosts of the UK. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, re- like the Alpine regions of Austria and southern Germany, they're called Salgefrauen or just Salge. Okay. Or Salige. Salige? I don't know. My don't ask not me. good. I, I can wouldn't order a beer and that's pretty much where it is. <laughs> um, so next. Next is the Drood. Drood? <gasps> Drood. Do you know that? Drood? It's in D&D. Is it not? That's a Druid. Oh. It's <laughs> a <So> Drood. <laughs> Rude Drood. I was like, wow, you know but <laughs> So it's a malevolent spirit oh, that fun. is of the night. Some would oh. call that nocturnal. So it's like a kobold or an elf or a hag. It's like okay. a sprite. Uh, they're typically actually associated with nightmares. And they uh, were alleged to participate in what's called the wild hunt. So the wild hunt is like a collection of like entities and like bad bunums uh-huh. who would like go on like soul reaping. Oh. Yeah. The Witcher, you know the Witcher series. I know of it. So the like the third game covers like the Wild Hunt installment of like the books. Okay. And the TV show, I imagine, will go there. Stay tuned. Enjoy Henry Cavill and all his glory. <laughs> uh, they're also considered a particular class of demon. Hmm. Yeah. So what I've like heard of the Wild Hunt, but more that it was like demons and they're like huntsmen looking yeah. for lost souls yeah that's the version i've yeah not that necessarily was the creatures well they're like demonic creatures yeah yeah but yeah they're reaping yeah so they're getting lost souls and being like very cool reap <laughs> yeah man now bye yeah and there's a word called drudenfus uh which literally means drude's foot and it's the pentagram symbol oh i'm showing stuff a picture of it oh very cool yeah Next, there is the Erd Henna. Who? Erd Henna. Don't know him. Wow. <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> this is my favorite. Um, this one, I think, actually, like, I, I it reminds me of you. Oh. I don't hear you feel about that. Uh, it just has the same energy as you. <laughs> so it remains unseen. Okay. And it only communicates with people that live in its home by clucking loudly. 
the same way like a chicken would call chicks. <laughs> <We're cute. laughs> um, and it does that so that it can warn the people who live in its like home of dangers threatening them. Okay. So apparently it also answers questions if you're asked about like the danger or if you ask it about the danger directly, like if you're like, where's kind of Stephanie? Is it coyotes? You'd be like, um, so if it's not hiding in the shadows and typically it's like in a farmhouse setting or beneath the ground, it appears as an old ash gray shaggy head with a short neck. You don't look like that. I just feel like if you were going to be one of these crazy monsters, you'd be clucking to where you <laughs> um, But when it becomes visible, it foretells death within a year. And usually it's the death of the person who sees it. <laughs> so it's an omen of death. Um, but another legend says that if it clucks and flutters its wings nine times, the head of the house would fall deathly ill. I just think you're like one, two. Three, four, fuck, I lost Kyle. Yeah, you're like, let's not nine or ten. <laughs> Do it again. I very like fun. That. Yeah. That I, one's sassy. I like it. Yeah, it's very, it's a just eclectic. <laughs> uh, so next is the uh, Nachtzerer. Uh, so it's a type of vampire. Oh. So the word uh, Nachtzerer actually means after living off. So typically, like there, it's alluding to the living after death or off of humans after death. Okay. Um, so it's prominent in Germanic folklore, but also in uh, Bavaria, and is similar to the creature named Kashubs, which is of northern Poland. So a Nachser is usually uh, created by suicide or untimely death. Okay. So like an unpleasant, unnatural demise. Um, typically people aren't turned into Noxers because they are bitten or scratched and it's a transformation that would happen after death and is it communicable. Okay. Uh, they're also related to things like plagues or like other sickness or disease, hmm. which is like a natural death, but that's just me. <laughs> um, often if there's like a big plague, they will think that the first person who died of it is a Noxer. Hmm. What's really great is that upon waking as a German vampire, okay, a Noxer, they will just go ahead and devour their entire family. Like, hey, mom and dad. I don't know. They also will eat their own bodies, Ew. including their funeral shrouds. And uh, the more of their own body they eat, the more of their family they physically drain. Which is really gross. Yeah. So. Why does every one of your story involve someone eating someone? I don't know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it's just neat. <laughs> I mean, anyways. Um, some people think that, like, the concept of this is inspired by bodies that were, like, in open graves that were eaten by rats. Okay. You scared me in the first part of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh no um anyways that's it I can tell you anything more about those because it just gets worse let's talk about Lorelai okay <laughs> Gilmore Girls go for her so according to Germanic folklore um there was a nymph named Lorelai 
mm-hmm. and she lived on a rock in the Rhine River, which is like a big fucking river in Germany. Okay. And she would wear white, and then in her hair she had like a wreath of stars. So oh. Very pretty. She was super hot, super gorgeous, of skinny course. legend. Um, but also she was a siren. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Um, as you may know, sirens are not nice. To other people, to themselves. No, they love themselves. Yeah, I know. Um, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to devour anybody else? <laughs> so she would sing her siren song, and okay. sailors would be like, dope, I'm going to go see Lorelei. <laughs> and they would sail up to her, and would never come back. <laughs> I see that as a them problem. Yeah, they would crash into the like terrible rocks hmm. near her perch. And... Because of that great stuff, uh, they made a statue of her. Okay. So, Lorelai. Do what you gotta do to get a statue, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also the Mar. Oh. Which is basically like a sleep paralysis demon. Ew. My fave. Hatman. That's not my name. <laughs> uh, so it's a malicious entity and it rides on people's chests while they sleep. And it brings nightmares. So you know how, like, in the, in, like, sea paralysis, they feel like they're, like, stuck? Yeah. So that's it. Um, it's present in Polish. It's, I mean, it's present in all sorts of folklore. There's, but... like, a famous one in, like, uh, Nicolaus or something like that. I don't remember its name. The hot man. No. <laughs> it's a lady. Lady nice. <laughs> don't, I just, yeah, don't remember. Great. I've researched about it. Thanks but... for interrupting. <laughs> you sure nothing stuff. <laughs> um... So, because they are prepared, the Polish have a series of protection practices to keep the Mar away. Good for them. So, uh, one is mine and Samantha's favorite trick, which is drinking coffee right before sleeping. <laughs> Taking its hat. So you Who's just, hat? Like, the Mar. Just take its hat. Oh, it's got a hat. Though. Has a hat. Throwing a piece of noose at it. <laughs> like, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> mm. uh, sleeping with a leather wedding belt or a scythe that's okay. a bit dangerous yeah um inviting it for breakfast <laughs> like let's you seem a, grumpy do you want to eat it out? and let's talk this over <laughs> brunch do you want do you want some eggs benny um changing your sleeping position <laughs> okay um leaving a bundle of hay in your bed and going to sleep in the another room and then finally, one that I think would just keep everyone away. Do you want to guess what it is? No, I'm scared. Smearing feces on the front door. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. Why? Because it's fun. <laughs> Whose feces? Like, how? how ugh. Uh, smearing, ugh. I don't know, just feces. It doesn't specify. You just plop it out of your toilet and you're like, could you use <laughs> compost? Or manure? I plant things in manure. It's gross, and I wear gloves, but it's less gross than... Is it still feces if it's manure? It was once feces. I, this is killing you on the inside, so I'm going to just go to the next thing, which is uh, Verkta. So she is a woman who is beady-eyed, oh. hook-nosed, oh. and she is a hag, and she has got not gray hair. It is, like, stringy mess of gray hair. And she is not dressed well. She's usually dressed in like disheveled clothing. Okay. 
Um, so parents will tell their kids that she's like coming for them if they are untidy or if they don't listen to them, <laughs> they misbehave. I like a good threat. Yeah. Those are good. <laughs> this is so fucked. So, uh, uh, so she's like one of the sub components. So on Epiphany, which is like a Christian thing. Uh, she, on that day, she, to all the good kids, she brings presents. So, like, Lady Santa, kind of. But if she's not, um, like, sufficiently happy with their offerings of herring, fish, and dumplings or pancakes on the feast of Epiphany, she becomes the Stomach Slasher. So the Stomach Slasher is a demon who will rip open the stomachs of people who have wronged her, take her due, and then sew the wound with a plowshare as a needle and chains her thread. Okay. And those are my German monsters. Oh my god, that's disgusting. I don't know what you expected. I don't know. What did you expect? At least I didn't go like into detail about cannibalism. The last one was the worst. I could have been like, I took their entrails and made sausages. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Better or worse than the Russian sleep experiment? That was better. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to that recently, and I, uh, right. it's not like I cackled at your pain, but I definitely <laughs> chuckled at it, because that's friendship. <laughs> I just remember walking away. Just, nope. I yeah, Stephanie it. fully went to a different, like, part of the room. Like, I thought she was going to leave and go upstairs, but then I was like, well, I'll just keep talking. She'll come back eventually, wherever she's going to go. Maybe home. Yeah, that was very haunting. Are you okay, Germany? Do you need help? Well, who knows? I'm not coming to help, but, you know, I we can arrange something. I need to visit again. We can go. Not wow, there's a lot of confidence in this. <laughs> we can go. <laughs> not the can monsters we? are there. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know that these are entirely true. Emma, this is a factual podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast where everything actually happened. <laughs> And none of it is folklore traditionally used to establish values in the community. It's all true. Yes, I'm a slasher. <laughs> Better get for a fish. <laughs> and flower dumplings. Jesus. <sighs> that was very good. Thank you for bringing that list to our attention. Welcome. We're all more appreciative. Hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Just doing the most. Well, so that was... A journey. Not fun. It was Sarah Goot. <laughs> He's very good. Okay. So, adding on to the only fact, only factual podcast, I have a story for you. Only truth here. <laughs> it's the Joe Rogan of podcasting for creepy people. <laughs> I can tell sincere I am. This is the story of the Dover Demon. What? The Dover Demon. Uh, alliteration this is very fun i love that so our story begins <laughs> on a dark and stormy night <laughs> um perhaps in dover ireland <laughs> so this takes place in dover massachusetts oh not quite <laughs> so close uh and our story specifically starts around 10 p.m on thursday april 21st 1977 oh contemporary very so, William Bartlett, who was 17 at the time, he was driving home from a get-together with friends, with two of his friends, Andy Brody and Mark Mazzocco. Mm-hmm. During the drive, he noticed something strange on a broken stone wall on Farm Street. Keep driving. 
he did that. Good. But what he saw when he drove past it and what he saw him and the creature locked eyes. Don't look at things. Just <laughs> eyes on the road. So, Bartlett saw a creature with a large round head, some large round eyes that glowed orange, no nose, no mouth, no ears, just some large, large eyes, and long limbs that were tendril-like, with tendril-like fingers. What the fuck? Um, so, when he, he saw the creature for the length of time it took from driving from one lamppost to another, and he said he was driving around like 35 to 40 miles per hour, which for slow. us is like 59 to 64 kilometers. Yeah, he was just cruising slowly. Yeah. Um, so, after seeing the creature, he immediately asked his friends if they had seen it, but they were both talking to each other, so they didn't. Yeah, mind your business, Bill. <laughs> so, uh, they actually convinced him to drive back around and go see the creature again teenagers so he turned around uh went to the spot where he saw the creature but it was gone yeah mind your business don't <laughs> fuck around but the boys out. they were like too scared to go out and look for it so they're like well then good bye move on they drove away so uh the sighting actually terrified bartlett and uh because so, he didn't recognize that he uh had worked with animals so it wasn't something that looked like an animal of this earth <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. So he couldn't explain it off. Uh, and basically when he got home, he drew a detailed sketch of it. I will show you the sketch. Okay. It's very fun. I'm trying to find a better picture of it. And was he smoking the reefer? No. So that's what people were like, oh, you guys were like obviously under the influence. He's like, listen, we were looking for beer and we had not found beer at that point. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Same. So this is what he saw. He looks like a giant frog gecko <laughs> salamander. He's a good drawer. He's a very good drawer. He's a professional artist now. Do you think maybe he was garnering fame for his fledging we'll, career? We'll talk about that later. Okay. Because perhaps that's a good way of doing that. No. We'll talk about it later. We'll see. We'll see. So this is what he saw. Uh-huh. I think the story continues. Also, it's not dark out. He's yeah, like, but it was in the... It was dark out. The headlights. Oh. He mm. drove by it. Mm. So... Um, the one thing with that eye is that Bartlett wasn't the only one that saw it. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, around uh, 12 30 at night, midnight, 15 year old John Baxter, he oh, was 15 year olds are very good witnesses. Yes, should give these kids a chance. You and I were 15 at one point, I'm not a trusted us either. I never left the house, so I wouldn't have seen shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> Um, so he was walking home from his girlfriend's house, and while on Miller Hill Road, he noticed a small human-like figure walking towards him. The figure saw him stop and turn around and ran away. So John chased it. <laughs> John! Uh, <laughs> he chased the mind figure. Mind your own business, John! <laughs> These kids are not, they're into, oh my God. you gotta investigate. Yeah. Um, so John chased the figure into a clearing, uh, and when he, he stopped... To, like he noticed the figure was standing like up next to a tree and he got within 15 feet feet of the, the creature and this is what he saw creature is standing up right against the tree and his long tendril like fingers like wrapped around the tree which is gross mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> again large round head with round glowing eyes right uh and that's what he realized it wasn't human yeah <laughs> it wasn't a creature an animal that he recognized so he ran away john Get your shit together, John. John also 
made a sketch of what he saw. This is what he saw. John's also really good at drawing. Is John also a fledging artist trying to start a career? No, we don't know more about him after this. Oh, wow. How credible. <laughs> so this is John. John's sketch. Mm -hmm. We will post these. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, we're going to have two sightings. It then stopped there. Great. Following night, again midnight, uh, this teen, I don't I don't have their ages, but Abby Bray Brabham. Brabham. Because teenagers would never make something up for clout. Abby Brabham and... So teenagers, uh, I'm not trying to attack you, I just, I was you. I'm very nice to teenagers, guys. Teenagers, I was you, and I remember being wild. I love you, but I also <laughs> don't entirely. So that Friday night, Abby Brabham and her boyfriend, Will Tater, were driving down Springdale Avenue. And they also saw a creature. On the side of the road, they saw uh, a creature with a tannish beige skin, large round head, round, large glowing eyes, but they said it was green when they saw them with tendril-like limbs crawling on all four. Did they also draw a very nicely drawn picture? They did not. No. They <laughs> fucked off. Yeah. Right move. <laughs> uh, when they, they were like, what the hell is that? And then recognize it, they just, boom, gone. You know what I'm saying? So then... They obviously the kids talked about it to their parents what they saw. Uh, the kids who drew sketches um, showed it to their parents, and then like the town started talking about it because people were starting to get scared. Did they all go to the same high school? Yes, but it was spring break, so high school was not there. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's when people started connecting the dots, connecting that the two boys had made the same sketch within. They weren't friends. Uh, so basically this story to grew something that there was a strange creature in Dover, Massachusetts. And basically the media went wild. Yeah. Reporters uh, fell into the like media frenzy into the town. They came over the uh, asking questions. They want answer on what they had called the Dover demon. Uh, so in the press conference, the local 40 actually supported the kids. Oh. The, uh, the, chief at that time the police chief he knew the kids personally and he knew he said these are not the kids these are very reliable kids they're not the type to want a attention uh and like make something up they also they're not connected to each other so it's not it's not like a group of friends that would be like hey this would be, like there's there weren't friends so what would be the point of the three of them tourism at 15 Maybe they were prompted to. You don't care. Um, I do care. <laughs> no, I mean, like, at 15, you don't care. Not you. I mean, maybe your parents tell you to. No. Okay. Um. So the police backed up the teenagers. You're really the molder of the two of us. You just okay. want to believe. No, I'm just giving people oh, a chance. Yeah. Not being all, like, shutting down shit. <laughs> Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Okay, fine. Um. So, yeah, so they believe that the teenagers did see something, and it wasn't something that was known of the area uh and they also when again reporters like oh well this is obviously a hoax like the teenagers for the same reason you said and the that's where the police officer backed them the chief of police said no it's like i know these kids it would not be it's not something they would do specifically it's like a weirdo in a suit it could be so after all of this there are no more sightings so the media lost interest and the town in a way like moved on uh, I kind of wondered when they would next see the Dover demon. But a um, very well-known cryptozoologist, Lauren Coleman from Maine, actually came 
within the week of the sightings to investigate. Lauren on the case. Yes. So Coleman, he, like I said, within a week came and he interviewed the teens immediately. And he also said that he didn't think the teens made it up to create a hoax. Um, and that they legitimately like saw something. We just don't know what it is. Um, and then he started investigating it in the more like the police kind of like shut it down. But like shit happened. <laughs> well, guys, on to the next case. Good work, boys. <laughs> Uh, and I think that the police more were more involved in them, like maybe a frenzy part to sure to cool it down, protect, but not protect the kids, but like maintain order. Yeah. Um, so one thing Coleman noted is that what the kids had saw, there was nothing similar to that. And like in the world, in the yeah. sense, like it doesn't like when you guys will see the picture, like it doesn't really look like something. Like imagine if a salamander was. And a human had a really fucking weird baby with long fingers. Yeah. Like, it, it's just weird. And he said, like, the sightings don't match description of, like, the most uh, notorious cryptids of the era. So, like, it doesn't match, like, Rose- Roswell aliens. It's not... It is alien-looking. It has the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's not the Chupacabra. Like, these were the most famous yeah, hoaxes of the time. Or... Didn't match that. Um, so, he really believed that it was a unique phenomenon, not connected to other cryptids. Um, and there were some people that got, gave possible explanations. So a lot of people said that, well, it actually was a horse or a fowl. Full? A full? Full? A baby horse? Definitely not a horse. Yeah, full. Yeah. That, not, that's not a fucking horse. So Coleman went to local horse owner, owners to see if, A, they had a missing horse. Uh, and they were all accounted for. And then they noted that that time of year wasn't fulling season. Yeah. So there wouldn't have been baby horses yeah. climbing on rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. then other people were like okay well if it's not a horse it's a calf or a yearling moose uh okay. the yearling moose is a two-year-old two-year-old yeah um but in central massachusetts massachusetts between 1977 and 1978 there's only two moose two mooses two moose yeah two mooses yeah uh that were reported in the era huh. so it wasn't them and then he also noted that at that in april um a yearling moose would actually be so you would know that it was a moose. And then specifically, uh, Coleman said, to have a bipedal moose with long fingers and orange skin and no hair and no nose would be more of a phenomenon than a Dover demon. <laughs> yeah, that is actually quite accurate. <laughs> yeah. I think it's someone in a suit. That's my vote. I don't know. Um, so Coleman basically said, like, we don't know what it is and it's okay to know what, yeah. what it is. But it isn't. Um, But he did note that it wasn't a coincidence that it did happen in that area. Because there's actually some... There tends to be a lot of weird legends and weird stuff happening in that area. Um, Specifically in the 1600s, there were sightings of the devil on horseback. Roanoke. So he was there. Um, There's also specifically on Farm Street, a lot of legend of like some buried treasure and the devil guarding it and there's some like evidence of like digging along the rocks where normally you wouldn't dig. So there's there's some weird weird shit. And specifically speaking to maybe the Dover Demon in 1972, a um, Mark Sinat, Sinat, um, he I don't remember the age. He was younger. He was driving around in the woods with his friends, and he saw a small creature with glowing eyes in the wood near a pond that didn't resemble to anything. Oh, so this was about five years earlier. I hate that. Yeah. Um, so upon 
doing like he looked into it and then also everyone kind of looked into the sightings themselves and they've noticed a few things about the sightings not only are the sketches very similar but they all come within a two mile radius of each other and they form a straight line and they're all next to or near bodies of water hmm. so maybe the water it. has entered the chat <laughs> So in a recent interview in 2006 with Bartlett, who is now a mentioned professional artist, um, he still believes that what he saw was a creature or something unknown. Um, and when reflecting back on the sighting, he said that he wished he hadn't said anything because he um, he's slightly embarrassed to have been involved oh. and have that attention because... Um, He'll say that even like there's still people doing research on this, like they'll find his names in books, and he just doesn't yeah. want that attention. Um, and aside from that one sketch that he drew, he never made art or anything involving the Dover Demon because he um, doesn't want people to think that he is profiting off of it. Oh, well, so shame on you, Emma. I mean, <laughs> you can say that. Uh, and he specifically said, like, he kind of wished that he had made it up because it would have been something that would have been profitable for him to make. Yeah, but he's never, um, made art about it but he has made art and people probably found him because of that well yeah he was about it but he mm-hmm. he said convenient line sir um so basically uh and then he was also asked why he has never really done like tv interviews or documentaries all that and he said um most of the times when you see those shows the like people who have witnessed things are made out to look like idiots and he oh. didn't want that to happen to him yeah i would agree um so that is the Dover Demon. The DD. Double D. <laughs> Dang, Dover. Yeah. Man, Eastern United States. Wild. Just wild. It's and the they, East Coast all around. Yeah. East I'm Coast. excited to like post these pictures for people to see what, what yeah. is the Dover Demon. Salamander it looks weird. Bitch. It's got very long fingers. It really it's it's a bit unnerving. Yeah. I don't love it. It's got like a watermelon egg. Imagine Shame you got stuff and it was just on your ceiling. Just like, what's up? <laughs> 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 I bet you that's the sound it makes. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, it's very cool and fun. I had watched, um, there's like these like two minute videos on YouTube from um, Monsters and Mysteries in America and then the Folklorist. Oh, yeah. And they like made a reenactment and you just see the thing like crawling wall and just like swiping on the car. It's like, <laughs> 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 no thanks. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need that kind of evil. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then people like have looked on um, whatever um, Reddit and that and those kind of sites like looking for info. And they're like people are like, well, obviously it doesn't want anything to do with us because it just like stood there. See ya. Stood there to wait for you to go. Please leave <laughs> me alone. By the way, you upset. It's done. So yeah. Well, guys, what the fuck? <laughs> well, we love you. This uh, full monster episode. Like and subscribe for more Dover Demon content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we will see you guys next week. Yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about cannibalism. Okay, bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Creepy Vibes Only. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for Creepy Vibes Only Podcast. We absolutely appreciate and love your support. And you can do so by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice message on our podcast's page on Anchor. We will talk to you in two weeks. Bye!